0: You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English. This is the Roof English podcast. My name is Darren Adam. Thank you very much for your time. One of the things we like to do here on the Roof English podcast is speak to new Icelanders, people who've come to this country, from other countries to get a sense of what they make of life here. And my guest today in that spirit is Mating Niva Chin. She is Research and Development Project Manager at the Arctic Green Energy Corporation. So much to discuss. Meeting, thank you very much for your time. Tell me your story. Tell me about your journey from China to Iceland. What prompted that?
1: Uh, I'm so happy to be here today. And the first time I visited Iceland, actually, uh, I was quite lucky to stay with my friend. And they are local, like, Icelanders. And actually, my friend's father was an ambassador. So I can I kind of heard or experienced Iceland in a very Icelandic way. Um, and then... And he told me about the story between Iceland and China, uh, especially the geothermal cooperation between yes. these two countries. And you can, as you can imagine, there's so many energy in Iceland. If you don't believe it, you just go out in the storm. You'll, <laughs> you'll be like, oh my god, there's so much, so much energy going on. And one thing that catch my eye is the geothermal. Mm. Yeah. And of course, that through the, uh, how they say, in the swimming pool, and you go to like blue lagoon or yes. those kind of geothermal spa. So it's Really my things to do it.
0: Well, we're going to get into yeah. that because I, I didn't realize until we got in touch that there are more than two million Chinese residents who now heat their homes using geothermal energy. Now, China's a big place, of course, but that's yeah. just that number alone is like six times the Icelandic population or exactly. something. In <laughs> yes. China.
1: It's quite interesting yeah. to see how a small country and collaborate with a big country yes. like yes. China. And, and for me, it's also like a big transfer when you, uh, moving from the big country into like yes. a kind of like a village for me.
0: Well, that's what I want to get into as well in the conversation. Where in China are you from?
1: Uh my mom my mom's from Sichuan. Uh, my dad's from Fujian, but I live in both uh in the south mm. and in the north. And, and are these
0: big places? These yeah, big yeah, cities? yeah.
1: I have also living in Shanghai for many okay. years. which is so, a big place. <laughs> which is very big and yeah. and is so many people like here you feel just so calm and yeah it's very different (laughs)
0: yeah so the first time you came here was when your first trip
1: Uh, it was 2019 when i just uh how to say like a visit my friend i stay maybe like uh one half month something like that in the summer you
0: had some knowledge of what the place was going to be like but how did that marry up with what you actually met when you got here what were your expectations and what did you make of the place
1: um i think uh it's almost the same as expected because of course uh i i didn't imagine the weather can be so bad (laughs) (laughs) that's that's a little bit challenge uh Uh, but it's also nice like you can go for like ice cream in the ringing day that's something i found very interesting like but in here people do it um yeah and i found here like one thing I noticed is like, you have so many, um, like people live in, in harmony with nature, mm. um, which is kind of like of in, uh, when you live in China, because everything is like skyscraper and city vibe. And here it's just like, you, you don't have to go very far. You can yeah. be near the ocean or, well, there's no f- kind of forest in Iceland, but like. In the natures.
0: But certainly I mean in the capital area in, in Reykjavik and, and in the towns close to Reykjavik if you want the city lifestyle you can have that as well here again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think it's very good to live here so you can yeah. have both like natures and city vibe. So yeah. it's good combination. Right.
0: Yeah. So you've lived in Iceland now for, we think, about two, two and a half years we were working at?
1: Yeah, yeah. First I came here as a master's student. I okay. studied in Howie, uh, the University of Iceland, uh, renewable energy. Uh, and then I graduated last year. And then after that, I just uh, working in Arctic Green Energy, which is we, um, how do you say, it's actually the. Um, collaboration between the cooperation between Iceland and China in terms of yeah. geothermal? Yeah.
0: So well that that's something I want to talk about. As we said, there are more than two million Chinese residents now heating their homes with geothermal energy. What has Iceland done then to help that happen? What tell me about the relationship between the two countries as it relates to sharing some of those geothermal secrets?
1: Yeah, I think what we have done is like we basically helped China to to achieve this energy transition with how, how we had done that in Iceland. Like Iceland didn't use geothermal hmm. uh, before. It was kind of like political um, decision to use geothermal. And then and then later uh, Iceland has reached this uh, energy independence independency sort of, and can every house is, is almost every house is in Iceland has been heated yeah. in uh, by geothermal energy. And then I think was your uh, former president he uh, kind of in- promote this cooperation between ICE and China when the Chinese um, president we say ICE and they see oh this uh, very interesting geothermal power plant can we actually use it in uh, in China mm. and then I think many geothermal experts well you don't lay like off here I guess they went to China and so many um, how they say field trees and mm. also many uh, research and also, I think there's also push on the political level to actually make this happen mm. because it, it's a new new things and how can they how can they actually realize this?
0: Is geothermal energy equally available everywhere, or are there some places where there is more of it? Now, obviously, Iceland is in a very yeah, geologically interesting to, place. Yeah,
1: yeah, Iceland is very lucky to be in the right spot yeah. and and also had the water to deliver the heat. But in China, yes, I think in the North, we have quite lots of uh, uh, geothermal energy, but the problem is we don't have very high temperature geothermal, yeah. so which is kind of hard to generate electricity like here, but it's ideal for uh, district heating. So that's why I think it's a brilliant solution that mm-hmm. Iceland bring this um, de- geothermal district heating system or this kind of uh, technology to China and we collaborate with uh, the biggest company uh, oil company in china sinopec so they have been doing like a drilling and this yeah. kind of oil exploration in the whole country and we found them as our trust local partner and this brings a lot of credit uh, to to the cooperation between Iceland and china
0: is it cheaper energy as well? I mean, geothermal energy is presumably greener than what it replaced, but is it cheaper for the residents?:
1: Yes, actually, uh, in, in China, well, at the at the beginning, I think it may be a little bit more expensive, but in the long term, I think especially when the uh, natural gas is very unstable those days. I would say um, geothermal is relatively cheap, cheaper and safer and also mm. more um, environmental friendly. Uh, option for for heating, I, as I remember, because I lived four years in the north of China in Harbin, and I remember we had to wear a mask, yes, even in winters because we use coal or uh, natural gas for for heating, and it was like the air quality was so bad, and sometimes I cannot go out because mm. it was too many smoke, and yeah, and I am happy that we are bringing this yeah. geothermal heating which can really benefit the local people and saving life.
0: Well, as the yeah. research and development project manager for the Arctic Green Energy Corporation, how do you feel about the use that China certainly has traditionally made and, and still, to a large extent, makes of fossil fuels?
1: Mm, well, I think in the long term we have to... Uh, how to say, how to transfer to more renewable energy, no matter it's wind or solar or geothermal or whatever else. I think um, now all human beings, the development, like energy is the, the foundation of human development. And in China, of course, we have a lot of, uh, um, how do you say, we had used uh, fossil fuel for a long history. Mm. And we quite quite. Depending on it, but I think now the government is also uh, pushing to use re- renewable energy yeah. and explore different options for for renewable energy. And, and yeah.
0: this, I guess, is part of it, isn't it? Helping China to use geothermal energy where it's exactly, available.
1: exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah because I think for compared to wind and solar, geothermal is quite steady. It doesn't uh, re- rely on the weather.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. actually
1: heated by the core of the earth.
0: You wouldn't want to rely on the Icelandic weather for reliability, would you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or <laughs> no, consistency. It's,
1: you can trust anything <laughs> but not Icelandic weather. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. can change five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, it's uh, obviously something that people in Iceland are very used to, and the residents then are taking to the use of it in China, not least because it's cheaper, as we've discussed as well, by the sense of it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, back then to your life in in Iceland, your new life in Iceland. You've been here for a couple of years. Do you see yourself spending the rest of your life here or many years here?
1: Yeah, I think I think I, I am in mean, love this country. I think it's a very it's a great place, uh, Yeah, I mean, of course, sometimes the weather can be bad and it's quite isolated, but it's also very nice and very cozy to stay here if you know how to survive. And I hear many foreigners that have been commenting like it's kind of boring to live in Iceland, uh, but I mean, if you have many, uh, how to say, interests to do yep. something, yep. then you won't know boring. And sometimes I was like, yeah, maybe you are boring yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but don't say this uh, to them loudly. No, but no. just yeah.
0: So what do you do then here for fun when you aren't working when you aren't doing the job you're doing?
1: Uh, well, I like I I actually develop a few uh uh interests when I actually start to living in Iceland for example I'm very interested in animals so I've mm. been riding the horses and I okay. learned from some of my Iceland friends who, who have a horse farm and sometimes ride with them and also I'm very interesting in just you know to work out and go to the swimming pool yeah. I think it's yeah. part of the thing that I haven't done before like to have this routine to go go to swimming pool and just chill there and and, and that's something that I have Develop uh, here yes. and also i joined some uh, knitting club to 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 learn how to knit okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that the pattern is so 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 cute but i yeah. i learned how to knit but it's I, the, more like a nordic you know, style. I've, I've
0: got a friend who knits and i i can't my brain just can't comprehend how someone can make their fingers do that how they can turn that into clothing yeah, i find it incredible
1: that's, that's quite, quite interesting <laughs> I, I learned it when i was a little like okay. the basic things yeah. but if you had to master different a style it really takes time. and then sometimes yeah. i was joking with my friend maybe i'm just turning a, a grandma in my 20s now <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really fun it's i, yeah. I like to do things uh, creative yeah um, and also yeah. i um like to go hiking and like to pick Blueberry, just be myself in the nature.
0: It's very yeah. Icelandic thing to do lots of things, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, to have lots yeah. of interests and also lots of creative outlets as well. Yeah, yeah. Will you be one of the, the the one in ten? I think of the Icelandic population who've written a book of some kind. Is that on the
1: card? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I read books. I, I of course is is. I think it's very interesting to to read different books and sagat and. Well, right now I'm reading English, but I think yeah. in, I, I read some I something in, in the children books. Hopefully, yeah. it counts too. <laughs> yeah, yes. but it's uh, yeah. I kind of like a bookworm too. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But I suppose yeah. if you if you write something as part of the, the project, a, a scientific paper that that could count as you writing a book. I suppose, couldn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, my master's thesis, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: So we'll, we'll say the master's is the book that you've, yeah. that you've already written. Yeah. Um, what is the future then for the, the project? You've been here uh, managing that mm-hmm. in your role for a couple of years. What's the future?
1: Uh, well, in later this year, we are going to have a World Geothermal Congress in Beijing. Uh, hopefully, can go back to China finally, and to actually have these things going on and see how 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 the geothermal developing in in the whole in the whole world. And now we also have some new um, areas like in Budapest. My master's is, for example, is uh, collaborating with the city of Budapest. So we are also f- bringing this geothermal heating, district heating to Europe. So that's something uh, I have been doing in my work too. Mm-hmm. Uh, to like in. Promote geothermal district heating, especially the Icelandic geothermal uh, heating, to Europe, like in Germany, mm. in Budapest, and hopefully in Poland, yeah, in other countries too. Yeah,
0: it is odd that it isn't made use of everywhere that it's possible to make use of it, because it is ultimately virtually entirely renewable. I mean, you know, the earth will stop spinning at some point in, a, <laughs> in many billions of hopefully, years. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Long, long but, you years, know, yeah. until until that happens, there's going to be geothermal energy available in areas where it's available. It makes absolute sense for it to be used, doesn't it?
1: I think uh, it, that's a very good question. And um, I think it really depends. First, it depends on the resources, where it's located. Mm. And also, I think it's the market. Like if is the place need heat. Yeah, like, I, I Recently, we, we, we've been working on a project with Indonesia, which I found is very interesting because they obviously don't need heat. It's so uh, warm there. Mm. But they can use geothermal for fishing
0: mm. and
1: drying the mushroom and even um, to, to gr- bring like a greenhouses yeah. when, when you can bring, how do you say, this, when you can create a more solid or state, steady temperature yes. atmosphere for, yes. for this uh, plant or animal to grow. It's um, quite quite interesting for me. Can see. electricity
0: mm-hmm. be derived from the heat? So we've got all of this heat, essentially, this heat energy under the ground. Yeah. How easily can that be turned into electricity? So maybe Indonesia doesn't need the heat, but it could use the power.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that, um, and for that, you need a higher temperature of so the it's geothermal. So not, it's not yeah, warm enough. it really in... depends on... There's a chart, actually, you can see it uh, well, depends on what the temperature is of the geothermal. Um, energy and resources and you can generate for example electricity or heat or just for the swimming pool and that's the that's actually the issue in china too mm. like we don't have very high temperature uh, geothermal resources in, in many places but we do what we do have is like a median or too low temperature geothermal resources which is um ideally for district heating you yeah. know?
0: OK. Something else I just wanted to mention, because yeah. when you got in touch with me, you mentioned your love of Icelandic music. Oh, yeah. And you have quite a few favourites. You say that you can sing in Icelandic rather better than you can speak in Icelandic. Yeah, I'm not I... going to ask you for a demonstration.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, then I had to bring my guitar No. OK. So what do you listen to? Uh, I listen to a lot of Brias songs. And I was quite uh, active in the Iceland a- uh, Airway Music Festival, ah, and yes, and yes. I was actually a volunteer there.
0: We spoke to the festival director
1: oh, about okay. this
0: year's Airwaves, and he said that yeah, a lot of people enjoy yeah. volunteering at Airwaves.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like the best way to actually uh, to to join this big party, right? And and I think uh, for me, I listened to Icelandic music when I but just accidentally. Uh, when, maybe when I was seventy or fifty and I was yeah. like, oh what 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 language is this is sounds interesting is uh, I remember the, the music the musician was Pasikapino um and now she's known as J F D R Mm. I actually saw her this year in, just in front of me in airway. I was like, oh, wow, that's yeah. like a childhood come true. So, so
0: again, music was a way into Icelandic for you. I don't know whether you heard we had uh, a guest on the podcast recently, a Polish poet, yeah. Jakub Stakowiak, yeah. uh, who's been in Iceland for seven years, who writes poetry, poetry in Icelandic. Yeah. But he said his first ever exposure to the language was the Björk album Glinglo, which oh, is all in Icelandic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When, when he was a kid, his dad played it to him, and he said, "What is that? <laughs> what, what are these strange sounds?" Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I heard of that too. Like yeah, yeah. I, I think we have similar like uh, experiments when we how how do we attach to Icelandic uh, the country, you know, or the culture? And I think music really play a big role mm. in how how do we know about this country of course now if you I actually did one very funny uh, experiments Uh, so I interview people in in the street in China so I asked them what do you think of Iceland or or first do you know about (laughs) Iceland and now they actually many people like changing the uh, image of Iceland is yeah. oh, it's very popular for Chinese tourists and then they mention also about the Icelandic football
0: okay <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and it is popular for Chinese tourists as a destination isn't
1: it? I think it's just very funny to uh, for them to know like such a small um, country they uh, well they beat England <laughs> for, for in the World Cup and they are um, yeah, like, and also they are very famous for people who, who actually are football players. They are no full time football player. they are, are dentists or director or do other jobs.
0: Again, it's that thing of, yeah, of everyone like, doing six different things, isn't it? How can they manage
1: to do like a five or three jobs and then still be a football player <laughs> and in a national team? How could it possible? And for many Chinese, they were very surprised. So I remember that when. when um, that happens. So many people are very like, "Oh my God, Iceland! What what is Iceland?" And then they start to look more further, and then they yeah. they say, "Oh, there's a country which you have uh, fire and also ice, and you know the volcano, and and yeah." Yeah, yeah. there's there's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah, a lot going yeah, yeah. on,
0: I think, and and it's interesting too that. You know, the reputation of Iceland as a tourist destination has travelled around the world over the last sort of 20 years. And, yeah,
1: yeah, it's and, getting and, popular. And
0: so within China, Iceland is a popular destination?
1: Yeah, I, I would say definitely. Uh, yes. Many people would like to travel here and to see the nature. And many, I think, especially maybe muse, uh, a film company, they yeah. come here to, to get the landscape and, yeah. It's definitely very very popular for Chinese and for photographer and people who love nature. I think. Oh, indeed. And, and also, like you can see, the landscape is like not like on Earth. It's kind of like in on Mars or or somewhere else. Yeah. So it's very unique. Yeah. First
0: time when we first came, the first bit of Iceland that people see usually, I still get the ferry, is going to be from Keplivik into Reykjavik and, oh, and Reykjavik good. and. I remember seeing that for the first time and thinking exactly that, that it doesn't look like anywhere else I've ever been. Yeah. But you very quickly realise that there is so much more beyond that. And I think a lot of tourists, maybe maybe not so much these days, but a lot of tourists would only ever have seen the mm. road between Keplovik and Reykjavik. It's dramatic and it's otherworldly. You don't really get a sense of the rest of Iceland from it, do you?
1: Every every place had their, how do you say, Eukonist. Uniqueness to to Uniqueness, offer, yeah. yeah, yeah in yeah. in Iceland, so if you only um see a couple of weeks to recollect, I think for me I usually well the first time maybe I see now I just sleep <laughs> 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 through this uh this uh forty minute or thirty minute drive. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I don't because I'm driving, but I take that I take the point. It can be a bit. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, you get a sense that you know more excitement awaits. I suppose. Yeah,
1: but I think yeah. after living here like uh, about two or three years, I would say I I also realized there's something very interesting changing in me. For example, I remember the first year in the winter here, mm. I I was so excited to see the Northern Light. I I would I would just stay up <laughs> to wait for the Northern Light. Go to the I, I used to live in uh, near Westerbai, mm. so I usually mm. go to the ocean there and just. Yeah. Wait there in the cold, like one hour, 30 minutes, and, and nobody can stop me, this kind of attitude, and just yeah, yeah. to see the Northern Lights. And now I've just said, yeah, okay, Northern, Eye, Northern beautiful. Lights, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to sleep.
0: <laughs> Do you know, we've, here's the thing. I've been here, or well, we've been here for about six weeks, living here. Now, yeah. Obviously, having been in Iceland many, 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 many times before. I've seen the Northern Lights twice, but not in Iceland yet.
1: I've oh. seen them in Greenland, Greenland. Okay. and I've
0: seen them in the north of Scotland when they came particularly far yeah. south. But I've been asleep at night, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe that's why, but I have yet to see them this winter, put it that way. In Iceland,
1: I have seen many times. I don't yeah. know. Now I moved to a like an apartment. I can basically see that in my bathroom. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so so I was like, yeah, that's uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. have to go out so uh, like so far or so cold, in, shaking in the cold, yeah. and just wait for. I it. think
0: there. I mean, there is too much light, of course, in the center yeah, of yeah. any city, center of any town. You but when know it's
1: very the... strong, you can still see it. Like yeah, one yeah. day, yeah. I think around ten o'clock, I just went. Uh, back from work class and I saw them like it was so strong mm. yeah well, sometimes you had to be lucky Some, sometimes the northern is very tricky
0: <laughs> I'm going to get up earlier or stay up later then just to yeah
1: I think stay up later maybe it's better yeah.
0: Meeting. thank you so much for your time it's been great to meet you today it's meeting Neva Chin Research and Development Project Manager at the Arctic Green Energy Corporation thank you very much for your time thank you for thank being you. my new Icelander we'll yeah. talk again perhaps on the Roof English podcast yes standpoint. Would yeah. be fantastic. This is the Roof English Podcast. Get in touch anytime by email. The address is english at ruv.is.
1: You're listening to the Roof English Podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.